the ABXY mage. The Bizarro Mage. Magecast Side Quests. You're listening to Magecast SideQuests, a podcast by the ABXY Mage and an ever-changing party of mages that discusses the many aspects of video games. This band of games writers, focused on in-depth and long-form critique, can be found on WordPress at thewellreadmage.com and on Twitter at thewellreadmage. Crowdfunding support makes possible the Wellred Mage, Magecast, and Magecast SideQuests. To support our Patreon campaign and our future vision, as well as see exclusives and rewards, visit patreon.com slash thewellreadmage. Like, follow, share, subscribe, and please leave us a review. And now, let the quest begin. Maybe it just came at the right time to capture people's imaginations. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's the case where you are, but where I live, the PlayStation was massively popular when it came out as well. Oh, it was here, definitely. Just not for me because I got a Nintendo sixty four, not a PlayStation. Yeah, it was always sixty four versus PlayStation around here as well. I loved my sixty four, but the PlayStation is a better console. Yeah, I think it'll always be my favorite console of all time, despite its limitations. It's got just. It's, it has such an extensive library. It's crazy to me that they did such a poor job of picking games for the classic when you've got that big of a library. Yeah. I see it's been hacked already, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw that this morning. These classics seem to be quite prone to it. Yeah, which kind of makes me wonder, then, what's the point almost in having it, I guess. I can, al- I can already put an emulator and ROMs on my computer, so... <laughs> I admit I did buy the SNES one with my birthday money the last month. I would have if I didn't own a real Super Nintendo, so there was no reason for me to. You see, I do own one, but the games I want are so expensive on eBay, I just can't afford them. Yeah, there's only a couple on there. I mean, yeah, I, I I have I have Earthbound, so I don't need I didn't need it for that. Yes, yeah, so they just seem hard to come by. I've around here, SNES games. So I thought if I buy the SNES Classic, it's got all the best, so supposedly all the best SNES games in one place, but there was no Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I have Chrono Trigger too, so... I was so upset there was no... I remember I got that on a, on a ROM years ago and completed it, and it's one of the best JRPGs I ever played. It's my all-time favourite game. I was looking forward to starting that again, and I was like, what? <laughs> How can it not have Chrono Trigger? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't put that on there. I'm sure something licensing i don't know i mean it's so good it's got it's got final fantasy 6 which is very good yeah obviously but just not <laughs> just not chrono trigger i said i admit the main reason i bought it was because i listened to the the mage cast about Mega Man x oh i also have Mega Man x <laughs> yeah I, was like, I, I want to pl- i want to play this game now i'm terrible at it it's fun but i'm terrible at it. you hadn't played it before listening to the episode no. Oh wow. I say I don't know if it's just this particular part of part of England, but growing up, very few people actually had Nintendo consoles. Yeah, I was gonna say a moment ago. I always heard or was under the impression that the Mega Drive was a lot bigger over there than oh, the yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah, I've, I've my Mega Drive from when I was a kid is I've still got it plugged in downstairs. Yeah, here the 
both Nintendo first of the Nintendo consoles were bigger than both of the first two Sega consoles. You see, yeah, it's just it's crazy, isn't it? How sort of where you are in the world makes a difference with that kind of thing. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, the Genesis, as we call it, was still a contender, but not like it was in Europe. Yeah, Europe and Australia. For whatever reason, I'm not sure why. Big Sega fans. <laughs> and then, like, I've never even seen a Saturn in person. I've never seen a Sega Saturn before. I've never met anybody who's owned one. Yeah, I saw one once. Remember, a friend, a family friend of ours had a Saturn. They bought it just before the PlayStation came out. So obviously the PlayStation came out and the Saturn pretty much gave up. <laughs> what were they going to do? It was... I mean, it was nothing in comparison. It's the same thing six, the Nintendo 64 did. The 64 just released more good games than the Saturn. Yeah, that's right, people. I said it. Come fight me. Yeah, apparently the Saturn was very hard to develop for, which didn't do it any favors. But you could tell, I mean, the 64 has one of the smallest Nintendo libraries, and it's like they just, you know, the PlayStation came out and they just thought, nah, crap. <laughs> yeah. You see, I've never really played a Nintendo 64. I own one. It's great. I think I played Mario Mario 64, and that's about it. It's the best multiplayer system, I think. Oh, I did, yes, I did play GoldenEye once. GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Mario Kart 64. I'm in the first couple Mario Party games. A lot of, a lot of fun growing up playing multiplayer games with my brother and friends. Yeah, I do like that about Nintendo. They are good at multiplayer. But then that's the thing I don't love about my 64 now that I'm older and live alone. <laughs> Nobody will play it with you. I don't, yeah, that's, you know, I played through Goldeneye maybe two years ago, and I play through Ocarina of Time every couple of years, but otherwise, there's not a ton of good first person, or first one-player games for the 64. Yeah, that's, that's probably true of a, of a few of the older consoles, isn't it? But then, PlayStation's the opposite. It's not very good for multiplayer gaming, but it's great for single player gaming. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Thankfully, I'm 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 antisocial and don't and don't like sharing my games with people. Well, and that's the thing is now that I'm where I am now, I'm glad that I'm so into single player games. Yeah, definitely. You can enjoy the stories and get into it a bit more, can't you? Yeah, and I I mean I could play online and and game with other people multiplayer but it's not the same and i most games that are built for that i don't care for yeah i know what you mean um so while we're here we'll get through these last couple sections because we're getting close to running over your time limit i know um but while we're yes, talking about we might have gone on a tangent there yeah that's fine that's what editing is <laughs> for this will likely be a two or three episode conversation it, it, it looks like that's good. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes me feel good. <laughs> so, uh, we are talking about generally fun, I guess. Oh, what was that? We are the stars of podcasts. <laughs> I don't know who I'll, I'll be Barry. What is it? <laughs> uh, so, general fun and replayability. So, obviously, they have since remade the original Resident Evil twice. Do you think that the original is still worth playing, or you might as well just play the remakes. This is where I'm going to shoot myself in the foot as defending the game. I'm going to say just go for the remake instead. Because of the graphics, because of the 
additions. I know they added and changed quite a few things to update it. Yeah, just small improvements that make it more palatable for the modern gamer, I would say. Yeah, I, I like when, you know, sometimes remakes are just, well, or remasters, I guess, are just, hey, here's the game with better graphics. I do like when they yeah. they kind of redo it and make additions and make changes and they kind of say like, you know, we redid this game. This is the game we really wanted to make. We just couldn't at the time. Yeah. So here it is now. Yeah, I'd say the remake is definitely, especially if you've got a PlayStation 4 and you can get the HD re-remake. Because that looks really good. Apart from those zombies that get back up. Don't like that. <laughs> How pumped are you for the the remake of two i um i I kind of sometimes i i worry that it won't do the original justice and another time think of course it will if they made the first one better than the original i i would be surprised if they did a worse job on the second one yeah i i think it's going to be good i might have to uh sink some money into that when it comes out i'm looking forward to i read uh someone I guess who had a preview of it a couple weeks ago said that some of the changes they made, uh, they're anticipating it could possibly be the scariest Resident Evil game ever. Ooh, that sounds good then. I would say so, yeah. I'd definitely be doing a classic some justice. Yeah, I'll have to play it in half an hour stints so I don't get too scared. But I think my, my biggest uh, scary, you know oh shit moment from all, the entire Resident Evil series is when you're in the interrogation room in 2 and the two-way mirror the the thing jumps through the two-way mirror oh god yeah the liquor I legitimately yelled and threw my controller because <laughs> I did not see that coming <laughs> yeah there's a similar bit where the tyrant in the big green trench coat punches through a wall oh yeah I think that's the one I read online as most people's scary thing that stands out. Or a lot of people say that the dog in the first one when it comes through the window in the hallway. <laughs> oh, yes. That bit always makes me jump. But for me, it's always the two-way mirror because it's deadly silent in there and you're just looking at a reflection of yourself. And I don't know, I guess at the time I didn't think that it was going to be a t- an interrogation room with a two-way mirror. Yeah, I'm not seeing enough police dramas to uh, make the connection. I had, I'm just stupid, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we talked about Resident Evil was uh, certainly a highly influential game. Uh, What kinds of... Name some games that you think were were influenced most by Resident Evil. I'll go for the easy one straight off the bat. We'll go with Silent Hill. Now, I have not played any of the Silent Hill games. Are are they as good? Are they better? I would say probably better in terms of horror. I'd say on a par in terms of voice acting. Oh, really? And I would probably say, graphically speaking, it's a bit more competent as well. Even with all the fog? I think because they used the fog instead of the fixed camera angles, it feels like more of a three-dimensional world, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's not all pre-rendered, is it? Yeah, that's right. So, although you've not got much draw distance, it's sort of explained away with the fog, which I think is a very good uh, narrative 
thing to do, really, with your limitations. So then why why do you think that Silent Hill as a franchise kind of just died off them while Resident Evil's made it continued on so well? I think it's probably how the publishers have handled them, in that Capcom have always, whilst they've had a few missteps with Resident Evil's six, possibly five, in terms of trying to appeal more to a mass market audience, they've always tried to sort of do well by it, if you know what I mean, whereas Silent Hill, Konami have inf- infamously sort of thrown a lot of their franchises to the pachinko machines, haven't they? And I think Silent Hill was one of the ones that suffered. Yeah, why do you think... Why doesn't Konami just sell some of these brands that they're not doing anything with? Yeah, there was such an outcry for... It was Hideo Kojima, wasn't it, to get hold of Silent Hill? Because he was about to make a Silent Hill game. Ah, oh, PT. Yeah, infamous Everyone PT. Everyone loved... I didn't, get, I didn't get to even play it. And I was like, well, at least the one consolation I have is that I'll get to play Silent Hills when it comes out. And then they cancelled it, and I didn't ever get to play PT either, and it was like, no, what? Are you kidding? Yeah. You see, I, I, I did play PT, and it was quite good. It was first person, much in the style of Resi 7. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you think one of them was playing off of the other, or do you think that was a coincidence that they both went that way? I don't know. It's hard because the Baker Mansion of 7 and the house you were exploring in PT were quite similar. Hmm. Often the PT house was a little bit less gross. Right. A little more like a real house someone might live in. Yeah. Silent Hill's always been a bit more psychological and sort of supernatural horror as well, so... It was a bit more mysterious. So where do you think Resident Evil will go next? Do you think they'll stay with first person, or do you think they'll go back to a third person view? I really hope they stick with the first person, because it, it did work very well with Seven. And the, I think the temptation's always there for Capcom to turn it back into a, a kind of high-speed action game, and it doesn't work as a high-speed action game. But they could do that. Even in first person, they could turn it into that. Yeah, one of the expansion DLCs... I think it was called Not a Hero for Seven, which is where you played as Chris Redfield again. And you were in the mines underneath the estate, killing off killing off the, the last of the monsters, essentially. And that played a bit like an action game. But I think it works better as a sort of survival horror, sort of slow-paced experience. Obviously, some of the survival horror elements work. Um, inventory management, to an extent, works well. Ammo conservation to an extent, works mostly well. Uh, I, limited saves. I don't like limited saves. In the first one, I hated it. I hated it. I'm a really cautious gamer. I save all the time. Me too, and it wasn't just about, like, sa- you know, first of all, especially now as an adult, I don't have the kind of time to play as long as possible before using a save. <laughs> but No, exactly. Real life it also, it also kind of seemed like, okay, I understand what you're trying to force me to conserve even my ability to save and make smart decisions, but I literally don't know what's coming next. I could lock myself into wasting a save or saving in a position that puts me in a bad spot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that idea. Yeah, so you say it's going to that next room, I'm with a knife and then the snake kills you. Right. There's no sort of clues, there's no warnings, is there? So it's better to save. <laughs> I agree. Especially, I mean, 
you know, sometimes it's not always up to you. If, you know, I, you know how mad I would be if I'd been playing for like four and a half hours without using a save, really just holding on to that ink ribbon. And then the power went out. Yeah, exactly. You'd never play it again, would you? <laughs> no, uh, never. <laughs> yeah, that's actually happened to me before. I can't remember what game it was. And that, I mean, and that's out of your control. That's not because you made a bad decision. That's not because you didn't conserve. That's actually because you did. Yeah, exactly. When the power goes out, you think, ah, sod that. And then you sell the game and get something else. Yep. Or even if it comes with you think, maybe I'll, maybe I'll play it again. And you turn it on. And once you, you get that moment where you realize how much time you really spent. Yeah. Nope. Not happening. Yeah. You don't fancy backtracking across the mansion looking for shotgun shells again. No, not at all. That's another thing I didn't care for is when you did, you mentioned backtracking earlier too. Um, uh, but earlier when you were mentioning backtracking, I meant to say, I don't like, up, up until you get the hunters and they kind of repopulate parts of the mansion, if you actually kill the enemies, then you're just running through an empty house over and over again. It gets kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, I see exactly what you mean there, I suppose, yeah. Someone just walking around. You may as well just walk around your own house. Right, and I mean, it would be too hard for them if they, re- they repopulated every time you left the room. But, and it would be too action-y if that happened also, I understand that. But there were just huge port where I would just be 40 minutes straight of running through rooms, not encountering anything. Yeah, because I think there was backtracking in two as well, especially in the police station, but they kept it down compared to the first one. It's a little bit better. Yeah. I think you can carry more items in the second one as well, but I think you can carry two more items. You know, I also... I was reading this morning about the first game, and they were saying how originally the item crates where you put stuff, they originally didn't want them to be all connected. So you would actually you'd actually have to go back to the specific one you put something in. Everybody would hate... Who who would want that? (laughs) No, that would be an absolute pick of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) At least in the game as it is now. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't imagine imagine (laughs) running all the way from one end to the other, only to find out that you're at the wrong one. Yeah, well, I'll put my ammo in the other one. (laughs) So I guess lastly, I would just say, uh, so you already said you you wouldn't call it the scariest. Uh, would you say it's no. the, would you say it's the best of the seven, even if you included the remake? Do you think it's the best of the seven? <laughs> I think I'd be lying if I said it was the best one. Which one do you think is the best? <sighs> I'll say where where I am at this point in my life now. Discounting nostalgia, I'd probably say seven. Oh wow. I did not think you were gonna say that actually. Yeah, I surprised myself with that one. But yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot it's a lot more accessible, I'd say. You can just pick up and play it. There's not there, there is a little tiny bit of backtracking, but nothing compared to earlier games. I think what I liked about four was it was the it was the right for me, it was the proper mix of the puzzle survival and the action. Yeah, it really ramped up the action a lot more, didn't it? But it still had some backtracking. It did still have a fairly interesting, unique horror story. Had good bosses. Um, yeah, 
it felt like an evolution of Resident Evil. It did. And I thought that the puzzles were adequately challenging without being... I, I found a lot of the puzzles in the first game to just be too obtuse. Like Yeah, and a lot of them were just grab an item, put an item in the hole. Yeah, or trial and error. You know, yeah, that was, that was uh, to go back to Tomb Raider comparisons again. That was my problem with Tomb Raider puzzles. They weren't, hey, here's a puzzle that you have to use your brain to figure out. It was, hey, here's a puzzle. Do every try everything until you figure it out. Yeah, until the ancient Mayan machine somehow comes back to life. Right. Or like you said, or just go get this item and then it goes to this thing. That's not a puzzle. That's just a bunch of fetching. No. <laughs> Yeah, fetch the thing, put it in the hole, open the door, puzzle done. But, like I said, obviously they had sequels. They do it better in 2. I haven't played 3, but I think they do it even better in 4. And then, like you said, yeah. the pendulum just started to swing a little too far that other way to action. And I think they're right yeah. back the other way again with 7. Yeah, definitely. I, I would very, very much recommend 7. Uh, of all of the characters from the series, who would you most like to play as an eight? <laughs> uh, I'd like to see a, a Barry Burton special. Oh, featuring Barry. Yeah, be press called Resident Evil. Sorry. I was going to make a similar joke. I was going to say they're going to call it Resident Evil. What is it? <laughs> yes, I would like to see that game, <laughs> or a game where you play as Wesker and you can be the bad guy. Make a Barry game that's like, um, is it? What's the game for? Was it Dreamcast where you typed Typing of the Dead or Text of the Dead or oh, whatever? Yes, that is the most stressful game I've ever played. But it, but it's but it's Barry. You play as Barry, and it's still called What Is It? That way, it, he just points at something and goes, <laughs> "What is it?" And then you have to type out what it is really fast. <laughs> Hunter, zombie, door, car. <laughs> I'd like to see that game. That should be Resident Evil Eight. <laughs> what is it? Make it happen, Capcom. <laughs> you were almost a Jill sandwich. Barry, <laughs> I understand. Before I played it, I never understood why people liked Barry so much. But just watch, just anybody who's never played it, just go online and watch a Barry Burton clip compilation of just all of his lines, and then you'll know why. Maybe throughout, maybe throughout this podcast, you could put random Barry quotes. <laughs> After every time I ask you a question, I'll just insert him going, what is it? Yeah, definitely. I think that should be done. <laughs> I should have asked you what your favorite food was just so I could insert a Jill sandwich. <laughs> oh, that that yeah, probably sounds food. less appropriate. Yeah, wrong. Should. <laughs> sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> a ham sandwich. <laughs> there we go. Saved it. <laughs> That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. Uh, so lastly, I guess, before we wrap it all up, uh, do you have any, as a fan of the original, bigger fan than I am of the original Resident Evil, do you have any recommendations for other fans of the game, games that they should play besides sequels or Silent Hill? If there are <laughs> any other games that they should play, what is it? Hey, well done. <laughs> I would say 
Dead Space 1 and 2, also very good horror games with a bit of action thrown in there and a bit of puzzling. Okay. And I would say Alien Isolation, which has already been covered on Magecast, I believe. Yes. Now, that'd be more if you're a fan of Resident Evil 7, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, let's say they're, the, they're, my, they're my kind of horror games, I guess you could say. Okay. That makes sense. If you like being I, scared. I have Alien Isolation, but I haven't played it yet. Have you played Outlast? I've never played Outlast. <laughs> oh. That was almost too scary for me. I, I I only played maybe a half hour of it. Yeah. I started playing Amnesia. I never really got into that one. I'll have to go back to it. I heard that was really good, but when I watched the trailer Ooh. for it, I kind of thought the same thing. That didn't really seem like my thing. Yeah, just didn't really do it for me. Yeah. All right. Well, that about does it, I think, for my time right. here. So, uh, in your opinion, I guess you say that it's worth going back and playing, but probably better off playing the remake. Yeah, so if you're new to the series, give the remake a try. If you played two or three back in the day and you can take it, then go for the original. Just for that beautiful voice acting and those intro and outro sequences. Definitely. Oh, we didn't even talk about the outro sequences either. I forgot about that. <laughs> that horrible music that plays. And then there's like yes. a mushroom cloud explosion for some reason, because I guess there was something nuclear there. Yeah, all those nuclear zombies going up. <laughs> That's what made the T-Virus the G-Virus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nuclear waste. <laughs> like Godzilla's going to be the next. Whether you've played the game or not, just go back and watch the intro movie and the opening credits. Resident Evil. It's the best thing on YouTube. It's one. It's certainly one of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So... All right. Well, thank you very much, Bizarro Mage, for joining me, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on. Me. Hopefully, we'll get you on another episode in the future. I look forward to it. This was very fun. Excellent. Thank you again. Hooray! Yes, indeed. See, that was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good fun. That was it. Thank you for joining us for MageCast SideQuests. If you enjoyed listening, please like, share, and leave us a comment. Also, be sure to check out MageCast, an ensemble podcast hosted by the Well-Read Mage. To support this podcast and future content, visit us at patreon.com slash thewellreadmage. Guts, the theme song for SideQuests, was composed by Russell Gordon, the Iron Mage. I'm the ABXY Mage, and you can find me on Twitter at ABXY underscore reviews and at thewellreadmage.com. This quest may be complete, but more await beyond the horizon.